Broadcasting from Denver, Colorado, and speaking with people across the globe, you're listening to the Joyful Living podcast series. I am your host, Greg Gonzalez, founder of Joyful Living LLC, whose mission is to show how conscious connection is the key to lasting and permanent joy. This new season brings a focus to the This Is Me guided vocal journaling program. We have assembled a wide variety of interviews from all corners of the world to share in their experiences of this unique but powerful practice of mindfulness and self-care. Listen as my participants share their personal and heartfelt stories of joy, happiness, love, and peace, as well as discussing the power of journaling. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Hello again, and welcome to the Joyful Living podcast series. I am your host, Greg, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my great friend, Gina, who is joining us to go through some guided vocal journaling questions, providing some amazing answers on finding your purpose. Gina, it's so good to have you. Thanks. Greg, so good to be with you today. Thank you so much for this invitation to participate and talk about passion. No. I, I've been looking forward to this. We've been talking for a little bit now about getting this set up. And I know that this particular theme of finding your purpose is, uh, like you said, very passionate to you. But would you mind telling everybody where you're from and a little bit about, about yourself and what you do? Yes. I uh, live in Lakewood, Colorado. I have been in Colorado proper for 30 years, and I love it. It's a home I will always have, or base at least, for my life. And I have been actively involved in massage therapy as well, both as a massage therapist for 34 years and then participating more actively in an administrative role, uh, now owning the Colorado School of Healing Arts in Lakewood, Colorado. And that's where I believe when asked the question, finding your, path, your purpose, it really showed up for me because I've talked about this for so many years with with people of all ages wanting to find their purpose. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they'll find that they want to be of service within that purpose. And that's where my participation in the active um, role that I play at the school really showed up for them that they didn't have a clue where, where it was going to happen, where it was going right. to go or how it was going to happen. But they got, they got woke up in the moment. And once they're woke, they can't go back to sleep. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> So I come from the massage world as well. And two things, number one, I'm beyond impressed that you've made it past 30 years. I I didn't make it past 20. Um, I had to retire a couple of years back, but I think also as an administrator and someone who not only helps promote the field of massage therapy, but as someone who really does, you're, you're kind of that link between that person coming in through the door who may think this is a job that I could see myself doing, but I think that it's more about a career and a life of fulfilling that passion of serving others in a meaningful way. That was something that really drew me to the work of getting into massage because I looked at it initially as, oh, I can make some good money working at a spa, you know, high-end spa in Scottsdale, Arizona. And then it turned into, no, this is truly what I should be doing. Like this is fulfilling my personal passions and purpose of serving others. So that's something that I I totally resonate with you when you talk about that. Yes. You know, I did not see when I started 
massage school back in 1986, that I would be here today, still doing the work, still loving the opportunities I have to show up at the table for the clients that need what I have to offer in the, in the context of the modalities I've, I've been trained in and I'm a lifelong learner. So in this field, it's not, an, it's not hard to add more to your repertoire, um, you know, deep, deep dives into a developed resume that's gonna serve anyone that shows up. So, and that in itself has really, I think, kept me going in this work that I've seen a lot of people burn out and I think that they just wanted it so badly that they worked so hard and they hurt themselves. There was totally. an element to it. Instead of finding that level of grace and ease to show up and really hold the space. That's what clients want, but for a therapist, you know, new to the field, and as you said, finding their career in this. It's not just a J-O-B. That's never been the goal of anyone walking through that door. Every, every single person I ever spoke to said, I want to help people and mm -hmm. I want to make them feel better. Right. And that was the catalyst for their desire to be manifested through uh, completing a massage therapy training program. And then, and then keeping them engaged was, was easy. You know, we're a deep uh, community of lots of success stories of people that have come and gone through the program and then returned because we have continuing education opportunities as well. Right. It's not a one and done. And I think that that, that definitely enhances their vision for it being a real career. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm so happy that you're here today to um, talk about your purpose and uh, really what led you to do what you do, because that's really at the center of this work with the guided vocal journaling program that I offer is I try to ask questions that really get you to tap into your own knowing of yourself, your, your own understanding. But I think for a lot of people in going through this process, we sometimes forget that our own life experiences and stories are really the answers to so many of the questions that we have. And number one for a lot of people is what is my purpose? What should I be doing with my life? And so I think that through a simple exercise like journaling in this way, in a unique way, can help people understand that the answers are already inside them. They just sometimes get suppressed and put, and put aside. So today we're gonna tap into that a little bit um, to learn a little bit about you and about your passions. But before we get started, I always ask everybody before we begin, what is your experience or connection to journaling per se? Is it an exercise that you currently use for your own self-care or is it something that you uh, have used in the past? What's your, what's your familiarity with journaling? I've, I'm a, an avid journaler, in fact. I, years and years ago, I remembered someone mentioning, you know, journaling, having a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And that just, I was like, oh, I can do that. But the rule, oh, it was Oprah. Oprah Winfrey talked about the gratitude journal. And one of the things that stood out for me was you could not do any kind of complaining. You couldn't find your way to the, the black hole of, of all the things that you want to vent about, that the gratitude journal was only about what you were grateful for that day. And the one thing that really stood out for me was when she said, even if it's that I'm glad this day is over. <laughs> If that's the only entry, I had those days. Day. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, when you come to the other side, you're like, I'm grateful that whatever I had 
going on in the day is behind me, you know, um, and that I get to start again tomorrow. I've also found that through my experiences within those gratitude journals, one, they're wonderful to go back to and remember where I was and what was going on and what, what was really showing up for me in addition to the, the, the gratitude itself. But then it deepened my relationship to the divine. There was almost a living prayer that would come up in my journaling. And those connections are something I will never walk away from again. Oh, sure. Any other bad, you know, bad days, they get journaled into another place. It's like there was a sacredness to certain containers that I could always revisit or find my way to let go of and maybe even release through, the, through burning them or whatever. You know, people have different practices, even when they are letting go of a story. Right. And so with journaling, it's absolutely, um, it's, it's part of my life from this point. I mean, it has been for many years since that one interview that I saw with her and it serves me well. I think it's another place to just reflect and Absolutely. appreciation for anything that showed up in that moment. That's great. I, a lot of people feel the same way. And I think gratitude journaling is a wonderful place for people to start because it's, it's, fairly easy, I think, for people to sit and to think about the things that they're thankful for um, as a prompt. Because I think that that's, that tends to be a lot of times why people struggle with journaling is that they, I don't know what to write. And, and I hear that a lot. So that's why this program, I've designed it to where I give you questions, I ask you questions to speak about. Um, gratitude is a huge part of this entire process with every single theme touching in on pieces of gratitude. But I think that what I'm trying to do is hopefully help people find um, answers that they might struggle with if they were just given a blank journal and a pen and said, okay, put your thoughts down. I think sometimes it's just, you know, the cluttering of the mind and trying to get it out on paper. A lot of times it's just making the time. A lot of people just won't make the time to sit and write. So I love that you were inspired by Oprah who, um, is always a great inspiration, but I think that when you're given something to write about that you find a personal connection to and gives you a source of um, energy and motivation to write, and then, yeah, to go back and to revisit, to see, what, wow, where was I at that point, and how much you can learn and just rediscover about yourself through old journals and, and, and things that you'd written. That's a lot of what this is as well, is that you're using your spoken voice to answer capturing your voice in these recordings, transcribing them to text for me to then share with you to keep as a uh, memorialization of where you were at that point. So very much so you can go back and revisit your answers and go, wow, I don't know where I was at in that moment, but I answered it that way. I probably would answer it different now. And I think that's part of why journaling is so useful is it's, it's a great way to, it's like an inflection point of your life at this particular moment. Um, so I hope that, uh, you know, something like this can be useful for people who just struggle with making time and also with what to write about. So it sounds like you don't struggle with either of those because it's just a part of your life, which is great. You know, I don't, I really find that, and it's, and sometimes at the end of the day, you know, when I'm going to bed, I can sit and 
and almost write that letter to the divine, the higher self, you know, it almost becomes a little bit of a love note for the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other place that you've been referencing where, you know, you have a blank journal and you're not sure how to get started. The another practice that I have is meditative thinking where there are, there might be some questions that start to show up and writing those down, not necessarily to have the answer right then, but to be able to give yourself room to say, wow, that I didn't realize that was a question first. And if I give it enough time to kind of do a little marinade inside, the answers are going to be revealed, whether it's through my higher self, mm -hmm. through my connection to the, the divine or, or, whoever you want to call it by name. I, I don't like to put people in boxes or, or make them feel um, that they're not involved. They're not invited into these conversations. If we, if we reference into other names and I like to kind of keep it very neutral. And so, even when I'm speaking about it, I, I want people to find their own comfort in what that looks like and what that feels like when they tap into their heart. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Well, if you would like, um, I've got some questions teed up for you on one of the themes in the uh, This Is Me Guided Vocal Journaling program called Finding Your Purpose. And uh, if you're ready, I would love to get your answers to some of these insightful questions. Are you ready? Okay. So describe in your own words what you think a calling or life purpose means to you. That's a great question to start, Greg. I, I think life purpose is where I, I, I get called into. And that is when you can sit and find your way to just a quiet place. And this is one of the things that I've actually asked others is feel inside where you get excited. When you start to think about what you want to do, it has to be an, there has to be a level of excitement in it. And I remember when I was kind of at a lost place back in 1986, I was living in Florida and I had all this innate talent, but I didn't realize that there was an outlet for me to actually go forward into a career move, such as being licensed in this work. And so I run into my, my hairdresser's partner. He just came back from massage school and I felt him across the room. I could see the light coming out of this guy. And I said, what? what, what happened? You know, almost like I want some of what you just had. And he, and, and he literally was just light. He said, I went to massage school and it's just changed my life. I didn't even know that was an opportunity. None, none of that ever came into my consciousness before. And as soon as he let me know that that was an opportunity that I could go and pursue, I couldn't get there fast enough. Like I'd been touching people and helping people to feel better all my life, but I never connected that what I consider a gift that I, that I was given when I showed up in this body was something that I could actually find my way to show up for others and touch them in a way that they could find change from a deeper place or they were out of pain for days instead of just hours. And all of a sudden that purpose just became so big that nothing could stop me. Ooh. And that's where it all began. You know, one to see someone else show up and be so alive in it 
and to say, that's me. I, I, that's exactly where I want to go. And right. to be here 34 years later, it's, it's a head shaker. It's, it's just a head scratcher for me. I go, how, how did I get to be here now? And still yeah. what I'm doing. That's so great. Yeah. Thinking back to your childhood, can you remember all of the things that you had thought that you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah. Um, I, well, the one that stood out for me when I thought about a career, you know, and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was actually a dental hygienist. And I don't even know why. It, it was, there was nothing about it that sparked any passion or purpose, but it was one of those, well, this feels like it's something I could do. And it took me one semester of chemistry to know that that was not <laughs> career. And that was fine, you know, but when we think about younger days, you know, one of the things that I found that was a natural place for me was touching people to help them feel better. I remember my dad loved it when I would massage his head at the end of his day, like he would just sit down, I'd be on the couch, he'd be on the floor, and I'd massage his head. Now he would let me do that for hours, by the way. And at one point I go, can we be done? Are we? <laughs> But this desire to help him feel better, you know, yeah. had no time frame, had no timer on it in which, okay, I'm done. I was just there to serve in the moment without realizing underneath that there was a purpose that hadn't, hadn't been woken up in me yet. And that was when I was very young. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you knew it even then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I remembered as I was reminded by this gentleman, his name was Ron. He was my hairdresser's uh, partner, as I mentioned. But even as I started to remember all the times that I touched people to help them feel better, it was a wash, like almost a wave of, oh my goodness, why hadn't I seen it before, but I didn't even know it was an actual career that I could, uh, I could pursue. Right. Until I did. Hmm. <laughs> So great. Well, I'm glad you didn't become a dental hygienist. I think you would have been great at it, but I think you found your calling. So I think I did too. And you know, dental hygienists, they do all the talking. And that's true. The person yeah. in the chair has to try to talk and it just never works out for anybody. <laughs> I'm grateful too. I absolutely know that this is my calling and this is this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um I always reference every time that I talk about purpose. Um, and I think maybe we've talked about this before. Um, it's a wonderful Japanese word called ikigai. Have I shared that with you before? Yeah. So I'll get to the question here, but I love to share this. So ikigai in Japanese loosely translated is your life's meaning, like your reason for being, or what I like to call more of your reason to get out of bed. And so, it really doesn't have to be about a career, doesn't have to be anything on that large of a scale. If it is, then that's even better. But what's so great about Ikigai is that it's made up of four pillars that are really simple to answer. There are four questions really. And I'll do this sometimes with people who struggle with, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what my purpose is. So I will go through each of these four simple questions for them to answer for themselves. And one of these I wanna ask you in specific. So the first question is, what do you love to do? 
The second question is, what are you good at? The third question is, how can you serve the world? And the fourth question is, how can you benefit? And that benefit could be monetary, it could be spiritual, it could be energetic. So I love that and that for me, if you've ticked each one of those four boxes, you've got Ikigai. And it could be tending to cats, it could be uh, cooking dinner for your family, it could be anything that touches on each of those things um, that gives you a source of Ikigai. So that being said, what are you good at? What skills would you say you are just intrinsically, intrinsically good at? Um, I think I'm a good listener. You know, one of the things I've come to realize is in communication, when people say I'm a good communicator, you know, I'm good in communications, and then they never shut up. <laughs> There's a little hint. You're not a good communicator. <laughs> no, you're not. You, you missed the mark. You, you didn't get the memo when it came to listening to prompt someone else into a place of feeling safe to open up and then and then really being encouraged to speak from a, from without being interrupted without any other agenda attached to it so i'm really good at listening and and taking cues in the, in the same vein you know whether it's that i'm um i'm holding the space for them on the massage table or we're on the phone and we've never met you know if i'm asking the right questions and i'm really open to being present with them then they're gonna they're gonna respond in kind. That's gonna show up just in how how they get excited about whatever we are talking about. That's one. Mm -hmm. I, I love to cook. I have no I no problem pulling a new recipe and starting from there. But I also believe that my my gifts are divine and that they are about helping people feel better. And that's how I found this vehicle of massage therapy to do that. And it, and it requires being a good communicator. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I don't cook them all meals. Okay. I, I was going to say, do you get a meal along with your massage? I, I didn't throw that into the mix, you know, but um, there are always opportunities for, for something of that. And I've actually... You, you, might, you might be able to corner a market on that bad boy if you... Uh, oh, I have it figured out. I've, I have it figured out for anyone who wants it. Um, massage and meal. No, table to table. Oh, even better. See, you're even, you've given this some thought. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not <laughs> one that I'm wanting to do, but I know people who want to be very diverse and kind of break out of just being this or just being that. But yeah. they love a lot of things that I'm, I expressed in my, in the question you just asked me that I'm like, go for it. Take that. I don't care. It's not, not? my own. And I haven't had anyone really take it yet, but <laughs> you know, I, even on this podcast, someone might see that opportunity and go, I could do that. You know, we may have to promote that for you. Yeah. We have to do that. <laughs> there you go. Love it. All right. So in thinking about purpose, um, we've talked about some people struggle with finding their place. What sort of advice or words of wisdom would you offer to someone if, if they were to come to you and say, Gina, I just don't really know how to find my purpose. You just seem to have figured it out for yourself. You're just this glowing, energetic source of purposefulness and energy. How do I get that? 
what would you say? Well, I would begin with some questions. It wouldn't just be my story and that's the influence that's gonna change them. I'm gonna help them to really explore some of the deeper places in them. And some of that is about what they've learned in the life they've had to date, you know, because some people knowing that they live what they learn, I've seen so many young people get caught up in the assumed role and the assumed career that their parents had. And you see it from military, from careers like accounting or even medicine, where if you're bright and you have potential, they don't want you to be a non-traditional. They want you to go down the traditional route to do what they wanted for them to shine as a parent. And I really get hooked. I get triggered a little bit by that because I'm like, and then, then when they're talking about it, I'm watching them. And, and all I can see is it's not their dream. Mm. That is not their dream. And I'm like, oh, how do we get you out of that? What, what do you want to do? And where do you really want to go? And then when they get a chance to speak from that place, the heart energy shows up, their light kind of gets brighter. And if they're really given the room to speak from that, it might not even be massage. And I don't want them to find, you know, be a round peg going into a square hole. I want them to find their way just because someone like me or, or someone else in their lives, whether it be a mentor, a, a, a true friend that, that sees their struggle and is holding the space from a, a heart place of, let's talk. I, I'm here to just listen. And then all of a sudden they start to talk and they start to peel away the things that were, were thrown on them or placed on them that that kind of hid their light and they didn't get a chance to really say no i don't want what you want from me i want this and whether it fits into their place and there's some the assumed roles that the parents have of the children or they break out of that that's when the truth gets revealed yeah and that's when we get to really celebrate wow you just found something that you might want to go and spend more time with maybe do a little bit more investigative uh, processes around this, you know, uh, and then I have references or I have places or people. And so all of a sudden a network starts to happen mm -hmm. and they feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing this by myself. I have support. I have, I have to now talk to my, talk to the people that are pushing me into places. I don't want to go. Like if you can imagine their feet are breaking hard on this, like I know that's not the path. And they had to find their truth and speak from that place so that they can they can go out there and explore how to how to make that happen. Sure. Yeah. That's great. We'll just do a couple more here. Um, what is your definition of success for you? Hmm. Well, I'm going to reference my dearly departed husband um, when he said. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. Now, if you just sit with that and recognize success isn't about accolades and benchmarks and degrees as much as it is about where your heart really comes alive. Um, for me in this work, I love it so much that even there are moments, it's not about the money. It's about the joy I have of helping someone feel better. And I, I pay it forward sometimes with as much grace and, and a heart space that says, 
you need me more than I need the money. And we're going to do this because I, I, I know that it's going to, it's going to change something. And then we move forward from there without it being so much a place of, well, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to do that. You know, when you let go of those attachments, the other thing about money is it's energy. And when you're fluid and you, and because if you attach money to success, it's a, it's a, it's a carrot in front of you on the stick that never gets reached. But when you can release that definition of success as being equated to if I make six figures or when I make this much money and I can buy this and I can have that, you still miss the mark. Because when you find your joy in the work you do, all of that's going to take care of it for you. Right. And that's where when you become more fluid in the energy of money and how you think it's attached to success, what you'll find is they have these parallel path tracks and they're going to continue to meet each other along the way. And you're going to be so happy <laughs> that you didn't go down the route that someone told you you were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. When people ask you for help, what is it usually that they're asking for? Um, they're looking for guidance uh, most often is what I get is that they're a little lost in the woods they they can't find their way out of it and and they know that I'm someone that will listen and then maybe ask a little bit more uh, in-depth questions with regards to what's really coming up for you and then if they can pause that's going to show that it, it gets revealed so when people ask for help from me, if it's not on the physical level, like help my body to feel better, it's sometimes about help me to find some clarity. I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of stuck down this hole. I can't get out of it. And then, and then I'm just there to really support them in that space of, okay, well, let's unpack this together, you know, and see what's underneath there. Cool. And I come away with a greater sense of, wow, that. I didn't realize what that looked like until you helped me just to let go of the attachments I had to. Awesome. Okay. Am I going to give you a question to Gray? You are doing amazing. No, this is fantastic. All right. I have one last question. I'm going to give this one's the easiest out of all of them. <laughs> Can you tell me what your personal mission statement is? If you have one. Yes. I am Mama G, the heart of loving care. And I'm here to provide support to all family members. The work I do is ageless. Whether you're a newborn coming into this world or you're on your way out through transitions, I am here to serve. And that is my purpose. That's what the divine God as I know him has, has blessed me with so that I can help no matter who find their way to peace, to no pain, to even the grace of um, letting go. It's a gift and I will never abuse it. And every time it shows up for me, I just, I reach, I, I drop back into gratitude. 
And even when I'm, even after I've had a session with someone that was so amazing, if I'm even driving away from their home and I know how big it was, I'm just, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. And just filled up and feeling blessed with that, with the work that I, I do. So for my listeners, she did not read that from a script that was all straight from top of mind, from her heart, outer mouth. Absolutely one of the hardest questions I ask people because they always are like, I don't know what my personal mission statement is. And you just rattle it off like it's no big thing. That was well, it, it took me it took me a long time to get to it. I want to say this. It wasn't well sure. I'm, now young, you know I'm not a young chicken anymore. And all the life experiences that I've had have helped me to really, and I use this language a little bit more than some, but unpack the things and the stories that, that maybe got in the way of my true self. And what I know about my true self is I'm here to serve. My mission is to serve and I don't care how it looks or what it needs to be. If I'm serving, I'm doing what I've been called to do. Yeah. So good. So good. Thank okay. you so much for answering those. That was wonderful. Um, next time we'll have to pick a theme that might challenge you a little bit because those were almost too easy. Wow. You definitely have found your purpose. Um, so to kind of close this up, imagine that we took everything that you said, transcribed it to words, and then I were to hand you these pages back to go back and to review um, do you think that would be something useful to go back and kind of see on this day? This is, these were the questions that were asked. This is where my state of mind was. This is how I answered fully because you were totally present and open and heartfelt. Um, do you think that would be something that would be useful? I would absolutely love that. And I think it kind of, it, it's another opportunity. Like when I look at old gratitude journals, of having a moment to reflect and see where I am today. Because Sometimes I'll say things that aren't meant for me to remember. They're more about the person I might be sharing them with. It's their message. And so to be able to see a transcript of this, I might get something out of it that I didn't even realize I needed. Yeah, it shocks people sometimes to go back and reread some of the recordings. Yeah. And a lot of times I had no idea that I had it in me. <laughs> you don't know where that came from. Right? So, so I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, this really is, in an essence, what the guided vocal journaling program is, is, is just a series of themed questions that we do over the course of an hour interview, record them, transcribe them, give them back to you, build kind of an anthology of answers as if you were to just go through and fill out a journal book, you're just using your voice to do the writing for you instead of uh, your fingers or, or using a pen. So hopefully this gave uh, you a little bit more insight as to what I do. And for my listeners, another amazing example of, of how the program works. Um, that was amazing. Thank you so incredibly much for making time and just your wonderful answers. Is there a way that people can find you and your work? Do you have a website or something you'd like to share? Um, well, my website's not up right now. I okay had to push pause on it because of a lot of the other circumstances that were happening in my life. If I was to say to anyone that if, if they're looking for even a first career, um, massage therapy is an amazing vehicle to take yeah. a level of your life. And, and I've talked to so many people who 
no matter where they are in life, whether it's a, a second career, third career, or a first, that if you wanted to come or you wanted to contact us at the school, it's uh, the Colorado School of Healing Arts. The website is www.csha.net. So www.csha.net. That's the acronym for Colorado School of Healing Arts. I have an amazing family of people that are just as passionate as I am. And if they need to reach me, they can certainly go through that avenue and ask to be uh, referred over to me and they'll give them my personal email address. I'm glad you mentioned that because I know a lot of people, some of my listeners maybe out there listening, thinking about either a next career or maybe something to supplement, something that, uh, and answering some of these questions themselves of finding their purpose may say, there's some, uh, there, there's some parallels here. So yes. I'm glad you mentioned the school. I come from an education background when I taught in massage schools too. And I do, I think that the, the environment is one that's so supportive and so knowledgeable, but I just think that it is, it's a collection of people who are just following their purpose and helping yeah. people find their own. And I think, again, what stands out for us as a school is we teach you how to be in relationship. You know, it comes back, you're not just a technician, you're not just learning uh, a cookie cutter massage. You're learning how to hold the space, how to really assess the needs of an individual. And every massage should be unique to that person and not the same for everybody. And one of the things about the beauty of this school is I have all these people that have had years, decades even, in the field, both hands-on and now teaching. And what I keep feeling from them is, we want you to be more than just the person checking off the minutes in an hour massage. We want you to be the person that they can deeply connect with, that they feel safe with, and that they're gonna be ready to let go of some of the parts of their pain body that have been really restrictive until that point. Right, yeah. beautiful. Thank, thank you for you. sharing that. And thank you for being here today. This was so much fun. I'm so glad we did this. Um, thank you to my listeners for tuning in. Uh, if you have any more questions for me in regards to the guided vocal journaling program, please feel free to follow the links below. Reach out to me directly. We can go through a sampling, uh, just as Gina and I did here today, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Gina, again, huge gratitude. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, I look forward to continuing on with uh, you as you uh, continue to live your purpose. And for my listeners, I hope you find yours as well. Stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, choose joy. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Joyful Living, the podcast series. If you like the show and would like to learn more about me and Joyful Living, be sure to check out my website listed on the podcast description page or feel free to leave a review on your podcast distributor. Join me next week as we continue our discussions on living joyfully. Thank you for listening, and as always, choose joy.